0: Thank you very much for listening to Wake Up. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And we'd greatly appreciate your review of our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to let others know about the great content we're producing. For more about Dr. Douglas's self-development classes, books, and other related products, please visit his website, douglasjamescartrell.com. Until next time, we wish you all of God's blessings, health, wealth, and peace of mind.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Douglas James
2: Cottrell speaking. Welcome to The Wake Up. And I'm Les Hubert. And tonight we're going to be discussing awareness. Uh, People that have been to the other side, whether with uh, near-death experiences or astral travel, have claimed that our awareness here... Doug, is very much stepped down. They described that being on the other side, they have almost like 360 degree vision. Uh, They're telepathic. There are colors that they can see that uh, their eyes cannot behold here in this dimension. Why is our awareness so limited or stepped down while we are here on earth?
1: Hmm. Let's see. Here on earth, we have a body. Our eyes are focused in the front of our head so that we're looking straight ahead. We do have some peripheral vision that we can see off to the side at a very limited direction. When you're in your mind, your middle mind, the vision mind, um, think about it, you're looking at everything, far and near, all focused and all-encompassing. So, you're not looking with the limitations of physical sight, you're looking through the unlimited Vision of thought and in the mind's eye, so that when you make that jump from the physical dimension into the next, let's say, non-physical dimension where mind projection, dreams occur, you visit other dimensions, even other heavens to see deceased relatives, you move forward and backward in time. You see yourself in, in some village, some place in Russia, uh, dressed in a certain way. You know it's you, but you don't look the same. And then in another time, you're in the future and you're seeing something where people are older, you're older, things are happening. Uh, you see vehicles that don't look quite right. Uh, and you see the future, something's going on, or you visit people. I once had a vision uh, in which I was in a room in the future. Myself and who was with me, two or three other people, were all shimmering in a golden uh, shimmer or speckles. And there was a man in the room who was standing in front of a uh, cupboard or a dresser with a mirror on it. And I knew it was Edgar Casey. And he turned around and he looked at all of us especially straight at me and he said i said to him rather you can see us and i knew it was 200 years in the future i don't know how i knew that and he was standing there like a like a vest and a pair of slacks on uh and it was the room was was kind of uh not illuminated and the and the, the dresser with the mirror was rounded And it was like a door beside it, sort of like a hotel room or an old-fashioned room, but it wasn't. And I remember waking up with that thought, you can see us? (laughs) So he was seeing myself and whoever else was with me. We were projecting ourselves into the future. So to give you some idea of what that was. But it was, uh, again, we saw ourselves as shimmering shimmering colors, like little gold speckles. Okay? We had, we were in the shape of a body, but we weren't. So, to give that as some sort of, you know, indication of what it's like. Most other times, it's like you're looking forward, and you're not aware of anything beside you or behind you, but you can see almost 360 degrees. So, that vision that you're using, that awareness, is your spiritual mind, your soul mind, which basically knows all, sees all. Those statues that you see in ancient uh, times where they have four faces on them or oh, really? they'll have several faces looking in, in different directions, that's what that means. You are aware of everything around you at all times. Now, while you're here in the world, your intuition takes over. And my friends, have you ever had the experience where all of a sudden you turn around for some reason and there is something behind you, a person, a pet, something that you need to be aware of, but you did it without thinking, almost like a reflex move. You just turned around and there the person was walking up to you, or somebody was gonna give you a letter, or something happened. I was once on a stage in Toronto. There were several hundred people, if not a couple of thousand people in the room. And my friend Robert had, snuck up around the back of the stage because he was thinking there was some important point I had missed, <laughs> and he was going to come up and tap me on the shoulder from behind and whisper in my ear, and as he got about six or seven feet behind me, in mid-sentence I stopped, I turned around to him and I said yes, I know wow. and he was shocked, and then he went, and he backed away and the audience didn't flinch you know, they weren't like who's that guy or whatever and I just continued talking and at the end of the next sentence I brought up the point that Robert had wanted me to mention or the topic whatever it was he never forgot that Uh, and he once he uh, once said that to me you know I I was very quiet I was kind of you know kind of coming up behind you I didn't want anybody to disturb you or talking and you just turned around and you admonished me and you told me yes I know or whatever I said for sure and and He said, how do you know I was there? I said, I just knew you were there. And I knew what you wanted. And I answered your question, didn't I? And he went, yes. When (laughs) you're in that moment, when you're in the the zone, you become aware of everything around you. And again, it's kind of like when you're talking in front of people, and of course you're not nervous or or, uh, distracted, you get into that zone and your mind is reaching out to all those minds in the audience. And that's why when I'm in front of a large group of people, my mind goes to people like, that person just moved. That person's getting up to leave. they I go to the washroom, I say, that person's bending over, oh, they dropped their purse. How do I know that? Maybe I'm making it up. Maybe it's a, a, a jump of logic. Maybe it's a conclusion. It doesn't matter? No, but my attention is drawn to these people, no matter who they are, across the whole audience and I keep talking and no one knows that I'm being somewhat, you know, like sort of beside myself while the the, me on the left is talking and me on the right is, is watching all those. So that uh, being in, in another state of mind, dream state or otherwise, you just move through time and space. It's like right now you're thinking of being in your, living room right where you are this moment, and then you think, tomorrow I've got to go down to the uh, post office and I have to pick up some stamps. And immediately you see the post office, you see yourself there, you see yourself buying the stamps. Well, how did that happen? Well, your mind projected that time. You'll forget it or dismiss it. And then the next day you'll get there and you'll say, geez, this place looks familiar. You know, I, I I think I saw that yellow car there yesterday, or, or this looks so familiar. It's not a vu, which is seeing something in advance and reliving it. It is a matter that your mind has been projected there so that you've seen this familiar area. However, the point being is, giving these examples not to confuse you, is that when you're on the other side, you're completely aware of everything. But whatever draws your attention, causes your attention to focus, that's where your mind goes at the exclusion of everything else. So you're finite in that you're looking at something that's causing your attention, triggered your attention, and at the same time, you're aware of everything else. Okay. okay? Until something else uh, uh, catches your attention is the word I'm using.
2: makes sense? So, in other words, uh- the difference between, let's say, just a regular guy on the street and let's say an avatar, uh, somebody like an avatar, let's say, uh, like Sai Baba. When he came into the world, were all of his spiritual faculties already active or did he have to develop those things or do we, are we automatically all enlightened when we go home to the other side?
1: Well, of course, whatever I say is completely subjective and would be uh, inaccurate, but it would be um, maybe an assumption based on my observations of him, because I did go to Bangalore, and I did see him. And it's a matter of being aware, where you don't let anything escape your attention. And I teach my students in the seminary, as you're becoming aware, to be aware of everything around you. So in that instance, when, when a divine being comes into the world, is there a transition time between entering into a physical form that needs to, you know, learn how to operate itself? I mean, I haven't yet heard of any avatar that came into the world and day one got up and walked around and had conversations with everybody. Their nervous system isn't developed. The physical body isn't completely formed. It's still growing, even though it's it's gone through the birthing process. That was time to leave the womb and to continue the growth outside the womb and so i would say that at at that time of awkwardness getting familiar with the body uh i know that takes up for normally people somewhere up to five six seven years and then you kind of shut the door off from the other world right you're kind of like now you you remember more and more about the finite world and you forget about geez i was just last there a little while ago i remember what it was like in in uh some dimension or something like that someplace so the answer to that was does the child have awareness uh i believe it does but not in an intellectual way it has a knowing okay when somebody's expert at something and let's use chess because i'm not expert at chess let me tell you so somebody uh, sits down at a chessboard, and the opposite uh, the opposite member or or person makes a move. That expert immediately knows what the correct move is to be made to counter the first move. Okay. But if you talk to the expert, why did you do that? They go, I don't know. I just know that's the right move. And so an expert is somebody who knows everything about something to the point that they don't have to. Deductively think, calculate, come to a conclusion, you know, guess, experiment. They just know. And that's what an expert is. They just know. And so I think that awareness is when an avatar or a divine being comes into the world, that they just have this awareness. They know who they are, they know what they're doing, but they might not know that they were a saint last life, they might just know that, well, they're in harmony with what they know. And so, uh, if you talk to children, especially if they're younger, and you talk to them seriously, and you don't make any uh, emotional remarks or respond in an emotional way, they'll tell you what it's like on the other side. They'll tell you what their previous experience was. They'll tell you if they're having a good life. They'll tell you things that you least expect but you can't react, okay? My granddaughter once uh, in the kitchen said to uh, somebody, I think it was my wife, and she pointed over on the windowsill and there was a little statue of Buddha, about two inches tall. And she said, oh, there's my grandpappy from last time. Oh, wow. And then walked out of the room. My wife was startled, well, not startled, but... Surprise! I guess be a word. Mm -hmm. And so we all knew that she had an oriental life. The uh, following Christmas or so, when she was about one and a half or two, my grandson was given ninja turtle stuff. Shields, plastic knives, plastic swords, masks, you name it. Well, there she was in a diaper and she picked up two plastic, let's say knives, stuck them in the side of her diaper Down so they came out of the leggings, and she walked (laughs) around one leg, the other leg, one leg, like a sumo wrestler walking (laughs) through the living room. And we're all like, Look at this. (laughs) Now, she knew that's exactly the way um, Japanese warriors, if I can call them that, would walk. They'd have the two knives crossed in front of the belly, and they would walk in that way. We were shocked, but that again was a memory from her previous lifetime, hence pointing at Buddha, an oriental looking figure, as being, that was my grandpa last time. So the memories come forward, and we can prove that out by just talking to children, or this happens to ourselves. We're aware of things. And you've heard the story about, oh, they're musically inclined, or he's uh, mechanically inclined. In other words, without any special training, they just seem to know how to do stuff, you know, fix things, use tools, or play instruments or other things. Well, that consciousness has come forward, not the memory of how it was acquired, but the knowledge that was acquired. And that is something about awareness. <clears> that would you get to that point in the future when you are absolutely, you know, evolved, you have arrived. Okay? And I think it was Buddha who said, when you get to nirvana, when you get to that point of awareness, don't be worried. Don't be concerned how you got here. Don't look back to see what path you took. Don't look to see where you're going. Just be in the moment you have arrived. Uh-huh. Okay, so by the idea of using losing your curiosity and wondering, how did I get here? Wasn't that, one? What, what, oh my God, what about did I, should I, could I? I just like, oh, I'm here.
2: Hmm. Okay, Doug, we'll hold that thought and we'll be right back after this brief message.
0: Oh, oh what's up? I'm just not sure what to do with my health issues and I keep having this recurring scary dream. What's that about? And I I just don't know if my instincts are right about my business ideas or, or anything right now. Maybe it's all past life issues. Have you thought about a phone consultation with Dr. Cottrell? A 45 minute chat should help you out. It's not a deep trance meditation and you'll find it's just as helpful. Plus with COVID going on, they're discounted from 375 to just $275, $100 off. Great idea. I love talking to him, like chatting with a long long-lost friend. He's, like, tapped into a ton of wisdom, loads of spiritual insight, and he's on point. Oh, now what? I can't find his number. Seriously, in this day and age? Ready? Mm -hmm. 519-471-1110. Call from anywhere in the country. If you need more info, I found his website, too. It's douglasjamescottrellstore.com.
2: And we're back with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell about uh, stepping down our abilities while we are here in this dimension. So, Doug, you mentioned Sai Baba and uh, people like him, like advertise when they come in, they, are, they have you know, these abilities that they've previously developed. Um, is that possible for anybody to do? Can anybody develop those, those abilities while they are here? Or does that take lifetime upon lifetime upon lifetime?
1: No, it's a matter of progression. You kind of pick up where you left off you know, um, remember, God doesn't want you to do anything, Mm. okay? God has given you the most precious spiritual gift, and that is free will and free choice. So that's what you have, free will and free choice. And because God gave you free will and free choice, and I say God, I should say the universal mind, God Almighty, the Supreme Being, whatever term you have for that universal consciousness, They gave you free will and free choice when you were a soul at some point. All the souls were granted that free will and free choice. Some left heaven and some stayed free will, free choice. In any event, the responsibility of giving the souls free will was that God provided everything. It's a very simple overview If you attempt to understand the purpose of life, is that as a soul, as a sentient being, or as a spiritual being, perhaps a better term, you were given free will and free choice. You could go anywhere, do anything you like, find out about anything, experience anything. And God, in its infinite wisdom, supplied everything. And so you have free will and free choice, You have everything that's out there. Now it's up to you to find out about all that material, to to use all that material. God doesn't want you to do anything. It's what you want to do. But God has, in its infinite wisdom, provided everything, which means for every challenge, problem, catastrophe, there is also a solution, a reward, salvation, okay? Everything's provided. So when you start to look at it that way, then you can stop feeling sorry for yourself. You can stop being jealous of other people. You can start thinking, oh, they got it easy, they're going ahead of me and I'm stuck behind. You can stop thinking that you're stupid, that you're, you're guilty about something, you stop beating yourself up and you start stop self-sabotaging and you start to move forward. And then maybe you'll lose the fear of success or you'll lose the fear of being alone because you're in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. This life is one in which you individually learn everything that you are learning. Nobody else is learning it for you. Nobody can tell you anything. Nobody can do anything to make you do what you want to do. You know, you can't make people learn. You can't make people accept something like, this is a good decision for you. This is a good thing for you to do. Nope, I want to do this myself. Okay, step in the mud puddle. (laughs) That's your choice. I provided the mud puddle. God also provided the bathtub, your choice.
2: So, as you like to say, there's always a silver lining.
1: It is. And the thing is to look for it. And God Almighty provided life. We provided all the difficulties in our life. We also provided all the joys in our life. We provided all the responsibilities we took on. We have our own duty. We have our own purpose. So, if you look at it or begin to look at it like, hey, It's me. Everything's me. Uh That you're not better than anybody. You're not worse than everybody. You're me. Me. Okay? When you put it all together, you have a mind, you have a body, and you have a soul. Hey, that's me. Okay? So that helps when you attempt to find out are you spiritually advanced are you spiritually on the right path are you attempting to be uh, the best you can be well that's because you've chosen to do that other people have not they've chosen to be the worst they could be they've done really bad stuff and they like it or they don't know any better that's not me that's them and so attempting to find a separation between everything else everyone else And coming back to that point that God doesn't want me to do something. God doesn't like me or hate me. God's not telling me what to do. And God's not telling me what a sin is. I mean, how many people talk to God? Okay? So the point is... And I know for other people got their hand up and say, I do. I see yeah, how you're meditating and you're advancing. Okay, you get to talk to angels and your voices and okay, that's different. But the point being is how many people have conversation with God and say, I'm really sorry, you know, I screwed up. I, I burnt the eggs in the morning and, and the coffee was cold and oh, I'm so terrible. I didn't wash the woodwork. God doesn't care about that stuff. Okay, because that's what you care about. God provided the eggs and the coffee and the woodwork It's what you did with it. That's what matters. However, mm-hmm. in the end of the day, everything's temporal. Everything is going to go away. The eggs, the coffee, the woodwork, the house, the planet its all going to go away. So while you're here, attempting to understand being a spiritual being in a sentient form is this is all about me. And I don't mean to sound like me conceited or anything like that. I mean, have self-esteem. Be curious about yourself. And if you're having a tough time, maybe you brought this on yourself. Maybe it's a lesson you need to engage in. Maybe there's a solution. Actually, there is guaranteed a solution. But it's not going to be easy. You cannot have a lottery mentality. You have to have a business mentality, which is... Here's everything I need. I'll just put it together and I'll get in the business and I'll make my way. I'll support myself. I'll provide for myself. I'll make extra so I can help other people should I choose to do so. Mahatma Gandhi once said to his flock or followers, if you want more food, plant tomatoes or more plants, peppers, perhaps. If you want clothes, make your own clothes. Those are famous lines, and I'm, I'm, I apologize, I'm not being specific or quoting him exactly, but the intention was, if you want something, then do something about it. Hmm. If, you're, if you want clothes, make your own. If you, if you can't afford to buy them, make your own.
2: So in other and, words, it's another way of saying, we create our reality, the good, the bad, and the indifferent.
1: Well, that's, that's a given we do. We, we create it first in the mind, huh. and then we do something about it in the physical sense. And so if you're if you're cold, you need to get some clothes on or a blanket on or a coat on. That's what you start looking for, right? You don't go looking for a tree to climb or or to look at. You look for clothes what you need. And so whatever you need will be provided for because your attention is being focused towards what you need. And as you focus your attention the let's call them the The munchkins provide, they put in your way, everything you need.
2: Okay. I can get that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thank you again, Doug, for another great podcast. Make sure and subscribe and tell all your friends about the wake up. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple podcast and anchor.
0: Thank you very much for listening to Wake Up. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And we'd greatly appreciate your review of our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to let others know about the great content we're producing. For more about Dr. Douglas's self-development classes, books, and other related products, please visit his website, douglasjamescartrell.com. Until next time, we wish you all of God's blessings, health, wealth, and peace of mind.